Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Aileen Drexler, Jordana Abraham, and Sammy Sage. Before they were business partners, they were close friends who've known each other since elementary school. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Get to know the women who've been making us laugh since 2011. Who allowed you to take my breath away? This is At Betches. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Jordana. I'm Sammy. And I'm Aileen, and we have lots to talk about. But first, what's been going on, guys? What's the 411? What are the cool jams? I feel like this is one, this is like a more exciting week, you know, internally, but maybe there's, you know, it's not really like worth talking about on our pop culture podcast at the moment. Although I am reading a good book, it's Julia Hart's book. Um, <laughs> three quarters oh, like, of the way written through. by Julia Hart. Yeah. The one is this her, the one like, that they were talking about on the show? Yeah, that she like the manuscript that the, all the kids were like trying to read. She talks about sex a lot. Yeah, she does. It is as salacious as the kids. I mean, there are definitely parts where I, I am like, if I saw that, you my must mother- tell us <laughs> now. Okay, yeah, okay, tell us because I'm not going to read it, so you can just tell okay. Us. Like, thank you. There are parts <laughs> that are like interesting for different reasons, but like the ones that her kids might be mortified by is like when she talks about like having a one night stand in a bathroom at like a party, like while she's still sort of like transitioning out of her religious life. And uh-huh. I think it was like the first time she had sex, like not with her husband. She discovered that she is a squirter, and that is like in the book. <laughs> Aileen just. Okay. Ailey just like spit out our coffee. It's so funny. Like yeah. I wasn't expecting that. You weren't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it either. What an insightful book, Julia. <laughs> Did she talk about like orthodox sex? Like what's, what is yeah. the, how does that, is there like a, like when orthodox, I know the bed sheet thing isn't like true. I mean, honestly, it really depends like what community you grow up in. And like, it seems like she, and like who teaches you about it? Because it seems like, the people that taught her and her husband were really like, there is like no foreplay. You can't like look at like the man can't like look at the vagina at all or like is this in the book? Woman. Yeah. Why can't why can't he look? Wait, what do you mean he can't like, look? Like you're look? not supposed to look at it. Like that's the rule. Like in the you know the man's not look? supposed to look your eyes. No, like <laughs> he's not supposed to go down on her. So it's like. Okay. You sh- your face shouldn't be down there generally. I think is the rule. <laughs> okay. Um, that was in the book. Can she okay. look at his? Can she use lube? <laughs> I don't even think that like that would be – they wouldn't like do a blowjob to completion because they, then you would be like spilling seed. Like the sex is very efficient or at least like yeah, in her situation. Conserve the seed. Yeah. But I mean she talks about when they <laughs> first were having sex, like they didn't like understand the concept of like arousal like no one taught them that you have to like get aroused like so that it like works so so she was like talking about how she was like very sore and just like it seems like a horrible experience she got married like 19 and honestly like she really nails like from my own perspective some of the if you want to give the least charitable like view of the religious community that you possibly can and like the worst and like call out like the worst experiences that you could have that are still accurate. Like she really nails. Can you give us an example? Description right. of it. I want to hear an example that she talks about is like the hierarchies of how like a shidduch system works. Like the dating, what is that? like the matchmaking okay. system. Okay. That like 
because people aren't like, like men and women are not interacting from a young age. Like there is no, they're non entities right. to each other entirely. And like lots of care is taken, especially in, I guess, like the type of community she was in and in like really strict communities to make sure that like men and women do not speak to each other when they're teenagers. She had happened to like have like a little kind of a boyfriend who like they would meet up in like the forest and like talk. Like, and that was her. But not touch. Okay. But not touch. Although they like once It's like, kissed. remember when she was forcing our own? <laughs> well, <Remember? laughs> so she talks about, yeah, I mean, well, she talks about like her transition out of it. And she seems to have like, so her parents became religious when she was younger. Like she didn't start out as a kid religious. That's like the key thing. So she had like a little taste of like secularism and like not right. like. You know, when she was and like, until she was her. like six years old. And I also just think some personalities like are just more like reverent than I others. I was kind of thinking that it's kind of like the idea of like the whole religious society to me. It's not like good or bad or like right or wrong. Assuming you can leave and everyone has free will, which it right. doesn't really seem like that's the case. But like, I can see the appeal of some of the aspects of like living that lifestyle. If you're yeah. the kind of personality that's suited for that, if you're not someone who's like really looking to like, I could see how that would suit a lot of different people that they would like, like to live that lifestyle. I think the only issue is like, if you're not interested in that, I'm sure there's like a lot of barriers to exit. Right. I would assume is like the issue. Well, she talks about that. She talks about how like she was a teacher in when she was like 19 and 20. She talks about how like the education system is set up so that like the religious schools can get like accredited as high schools, but they don't. The more religious of a school you go to, it's not like you're being taught your English subjects by like a 19 year old teacher who went to like seminary in Israel for one year and has literally like never Right. Like, they're not really teaching you so they've that you never can, like, read go anything. out and use it in the real world. They're teaching you kind of just like as a baseline curriculum. Well, her least charitable way of looking at it is that it is purposely used so that you cannot assimilate to the outside world. It's like they make it so it's so demonized so that you like can't function if you do want to leave. And it's like you're pretty lucky. I mean, like Avi is like a good example of this. Like he had enough exposure through certain circumstances of his life that he was like able to figure out, like he was able to just like integrate better. But some people like they purposely make it so that you like can't leave because, and then again, in this book, she references how there are a lot of people who are just sort of like non-believers within the community, but they like stay in because it's like easy. That's what right. their friends do. And it's also like you screw up your whole family by leaving. And this is what she was talking about in like the Shidduch system, which is like it's literally almost kind of thinking about how like royalty, like Prince Harry would date. He would only want to be matched to a certain caliber of person. And a lot of it depends on like, how much wealth the parents yeah. can provide to the new couple. What's your like standing in the community? Do you have like famous rabbis in your heritage? <laughs> famous like, are your si – also, even like, are your siblings religious? Like, are your siblings, do That's they go to the right schools? Like, yeah. And so it's like a family status, basically. But it's like family status within the religious community. So she talks about like her transition out. Like a lot of the reasons why she didn't like do things sooner or why she didn't do them is at all is because she didn't want to like screw up her kids' lives. She's like, I couldn't like leave Bacheva with like 
horrible, like Shinnok prospects, even though Batsheva ended up just like meeting her husband like regularly or just sort of like, and they dated naturally. Right. You don't want to like, you can't like opt out of the system and then have everything else be fine. Really. Exactly. But I totally agree with you. Like there are some personalities that I just think are not suited to it. And there are some that are. And it's a problem only because of the control that's exerted or really be not only, but you know. Yeah. If it was like everyone is free to like come and go and make their own decisions and do whatever they, but it's sort of like with those sort of like insulated communities of any kind of community that's like that, it only really even functions because it's hard to leave. Like, because it's like so different than the outside world. Would it work if it was, if it was very casual, like, do the things that you're comfortable with and don't do the things that you're yeah. not. Like it wouldn't be the same. Well, that's like vibe. reform Judaism, like or conservative Judaism. Isn't that right? Well, I mean, it's also, yeah, but I'm saying like it wouldn't, but the communities are not as tight knit and it's, you're not, you right. don't get the same probably benefit. The people who find benefits in it probably wouldn't get the same benefits of like having all these rules as you would get in the other system. You know what it reminds me of in some ways Obviously not at all like exact. It's extremely different, but just the concept of, you know, like in our sorority, there was no hazing. Right. And it was kind of a joke. Like you didn't really have to do anything. You didn't really have to go to the event like you were encouraged to go to the events. You didn't really have to go to the events. And because of that, I feel like we weren't like, oh, my God, we're obsessed with the sorority. We love the sorority so much. But I do think that there is an experience of like when when you have these sororities, maybe more in the South or in other schools or even maybe more so in other fraternities, yeah. Yeah, or in fraternities where it's like, we're all being hazed and we're all sort of like, we're all agreeing to be in this group where we're doing that, we're doing these very specific set of rules and we're all doing them and that's making us feel like we're closer together and we are in this experience that no one else has. And we because of that, we we feel like we're part of a community and we feel like really loyal to this group and obviously very different vibes from like an orthodox community and a fraternity. But I just think the concept is sort of the same of like, if you have a culture of like, take what you want, leave what you want, like we, it doesn't really matter. You're not going to get anyone who cares that much either. Well, like what you're describing is really sort of just like a spectrum of characteristics that get you closer to like a high control group. And that's why people like say like, oh, all religions are cults because while they're obviously different than like, you know. The most religious parts of any religion do feel like cults, not like a reform Judaism doesn't feel like a cult to me. Well, the diff- well, the reason is because they share characteristics of like a high control group. Like if you look at the list of like what defines a cult and what defines a stringent religion. They share similar characteristics and like the tactics like work on the human brain similarly. Like it really is a lot of like in-group, out-group. And that is part of the sorority. It's like we are theta. We are not like <laughs> kappa. You know, it's very it's it's just as much about what you are as what you are not. Talking about brainwashed fraternity people, this guy I used to know back in the day in high school, he loved his fraternity so much. I I called it a frat once and he goes, frat, it's fraternity. Would you call your country a cunt? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) And at that moment, I was like, gotta get out of here. (laughs) Gotta get out of here. I'm crazy. (laughs) I remember, I actually still remember when you said that to you and you told, yeah. And I told you all, I was like, this I can't talk to this person ever again. <laughs> I'm so frightened. 
Right. It's just like crazy. The you know what I mean? How much you could care about. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I've been so like loyal and intense about that that has like stirred. Maybe we're just not the type to. I mean, I guess you were religious for a little longer. I think you particularly, Jordana, are like the least prone to something like that. And I also think that means like I would join a succession cult. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. No but, <laughs> no, but I actually think that our being friends has made me over time also less like getting into things because it's some people just get into like they get really into like music. Like there's this whole right. you know I mean, the people jam say that soul scene. cycle. Like yeah. we're all right. you know we're all we're in the seven a.m. crew. I am fully I susceptible, susceptible to all of these things. <laughs> Here's the thing. I was susceptible and now I will never be susceptible again because I like don't. We will now see. I'm like, I will never <laughs> yeah, get. We will see. No, we'll here's see the thing. That. Like, I really, I never can't never, Sammy. get into like, I feel now like icked about like really intense groups and people who get really into things because I just feel like it's a little too unbalanced for me having experienced that. You know what appeals to me about that whole thing is I actually really do rules. like rules. I do like the idea of like we're all following the rules like there is something to me growing up with no rules that feels a little comforting of like there's like some rules being enforced my sister can't borrow my shirt without asking like there's rules <laughs> I think and everyone humans do well with like boundaries and rules and guidelines yeah. that's yeah that's uh society <laughs> I also think the rules were like a little I think the rules were appealing to me at the time because I like needed to try out rules but now I'm like, mm. too there's much control. Like a spectrum no of rules. People doing too many <laughs> things. Right. There's a spectrum of rules and self-discipline and like self-guilt. There's a spectrum. Like if the rules are fair, justified, it's for a greater good. Right. You know, it's not just for self. Like there's a, that gets into a whole parenting thing, which we won't talk about here. But yeah, it's like there's a spectrum. Totally. And with parents, like you see also other kids on the other side. It's like kids with too many rules wind up maybe like being more reckless than those with not enough rules or the right amount. I don't know. It's kind of like, what about just completely inconsistent rules, which is what I have. Like (laughs) that also doesn't help. It's not that there were like, were no quote unquote rules. It's just like they were fake and there was like very sporadic enforcement. I can recall maybe two timeouts ever though. Timeouts were constantly threatened. Like, you know, I was constant. I constantly. Oh yeah. You were constantly like, I feel like grounded. (laughs) You were grounded a lot. Unfairly though, I felt and it was not fun. It must be interesting with me. Like she doesn't have any rules yet. Like what would her rules be? Like she does what she wants to do. They're your right rules. Now. What do you mean? No, she has rules. She's. St- I put her to sleep at a certain time. You know, yeah, Kids but you rules have to put you her to sleep. Them. Yeah, she's not like actively like following the rules. Like you put her obviously to sleep not. And- no, that's what I'm saying. Like you haven't really gotten to the stage where you're like you better do this or like you're right. No, yeah, she's not going something. out. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take away her saxophone. I'm going to take away her saxophone. <laughs> Will Mila play the saxophone? Uh, I don't know about that, but we do have you one. You need to get some new reads. <laughs> I didn't get new reads. I need to get some. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years. And I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Speaking of rules and children following rules, what do you think the rules are like for Prince Louis? Because the Queen's Jubilee was this week and, you know, like his... um toddlery <laughs> was on full display at like several events like one you can see he was pictured with his hands on his ears like screaming that he doesn't want to listen to whatever music was being played no that's because everyone was screaming at them because they were on the balcony right and right the crowds are cheering so loud i think that's what was actually happening it's like it's he your tiny probably- kid He's probably just in a mood. Sometimes kids are just like in a mood and they're cranky, right? Millions of people are kids screaming don't, at you. can't regulate their you. emotions. No, I'm not blaming yeah. you. <laughs> I'm just saying this right. was on display. Like it was very me- like memeable moments right. in this. And he was like the center of attention because he was like acting like very much like anti the royal decorum, public decorum that like is probably laid out very very intensely right. with in a rule book somewhere <laughs> and it was just it was just very interesting to see i think it humanized them a little bit actually because you know you're reminded that Imperfect. they're just like yeah. people with like kids that are not perfect and because there's no such thing with a kid that doesn't tantrum and totally. so the other scene besides that one picture was they were sitting, I guess it was the Jubilee. I don't know what was going on the other side. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I imagined. They were I imagined sitting, like, spectating the jousting. Jubilee. <laughs> They're watching I something. Ma- I imagine jousting on the other side, but he was like really going crazy. I'm sure everybody who's listening saw these all over Instagram or whatever, TikTok, but he was like doing silly faces, putting his hand over Kate Middleton, aka his mom's mouth, being like, very rambunctious. <laughs> yeah. And it was just funny to watch Kate because I was watching her to see like pretending like she was like chill with it, like laughing at him, but there was zero chance she was right. chill. I felt really bad for her in that moment because like literally the entire world is now what like are you're so on the spot of like now you have to figure out like what is the ideal way that I'm supposed to re- like react to this that's gonna cause the least shit being talked about me like literally and she knows because he's acting like that that everyone's going to be focused on it and she has to figure out like what is the exact right move versus like privately like privately she'd probably just react however she wants to react but just think about how much pressure is on her at that moment to react in the exact correct way so that everyone stops commenting about her yeah i think they handled it like really well she like did a little stuff like you know she tried to make him stop and then she was like oh Nope. And then she like looked it in his face and said some stuff. I don't know what she said. You stop it right now, I assume. <laughs> and <laughs> but I think like it was a little bit extra 
from him like putting his hand all over her but that said like you know this kid is raised in extreme circumstances and this is like very overstimulating in terms of like what he had to like experience what was going on around him and you know everybody's staring at them and like i'm sure that's really really overwhelming for a child so none of it was surprising to me if in fact i thought it was kind of humanizing and i just don't like that like kate as a mom is being now on the pressures on her rather than him speaking of kids and how you know we're seeing them in public and what the best parenting style is i thought this pete davidson thing was like kind of interesting that he's now being photographed like alone with with the saint with the kids yeah so pete davidson and saint west were spotted he was taking saint out to a cheesecake factory and then to walmart alone the two of them yeah so what were you gonna say about that jordana like you thought it was weird the kids are involved so i'm kind of like i know when this first started aileen you were very much of the opinion like this is a publicity stunt do you think the fact that the kids are involved makes it less so that she's like openly just having the oh. kids just I don't think it's a publicity stunt anymore. No, I don't I definitely don't. I think there's a real relationship. I think anytime they are photographed, it's deliberate. They go out on purpose right. to be photographed. They like it's arranged or they, well, they find know them. that it's going to They know be. where their cars are, what their cars are doing. I mean, you're going like, to Walmart like and yeah. and the choice of location is interesting. So clearly they're trying Kim is trying to concoct a story or a narrative that Pete's a good dad or something like he, you know, or maybe there's like either he's baiting Kanye or Kanye agreed to this. And there was a I think there's a rumor or something that he got the kids first initials tattooed on his neck or something. I saw that. Yeah. Like apparently tattoo people will get everybody. I thought <laughs> we'll get anything. Apparently, <laughs> what he means? Yeah. No, apparently, no. It's a thing. Like tattoo people will get any tattoo, according to not skinny but not fat. <laughs> I I thought he's like removing his tattoos. What the one of Ariana Grande? No, he changed that into a giant blob heart. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I feel like their relationship is real, and like on some level, I it like, weirdly makes sense that he would. I kind of feel like the kid wanted. It felt like an organic reaction that they were like, oh, good. If that gets photographed, I don't mind. I mean, they I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you're a kid. You want to leave your house. You want to go to Walmart. Like, it's exciting to go to a big store at the Grove. Like, oh, yeah, it's exciting to be covered by paparazzi. Totally. That's a great. No way. Yeah. I feel like Pete Davidson has somehow managed the art of the male sleeping his way to the top. Like, unlike he anyone did. I've ever seen before it's okay in Hollywood, to say that. it's feminist. Well, to he say was that on SNL now. before I mean, that. Yeah, before he but slept. you know what? I before he was with Ariana Grande, I had no idea who he was. And you're an SNL fan, so maybe you. I did because of Cassie who Davis. that was. That was the same start, right? He's the, she's probably the least famous of all the people. No, he's like he gets, Taylor Swifting it. Like it was no, because Taylor <laughs> no. Swift was like a mega. It's a mega star on her own right, and Pete Davidson is like kind of funny, but he's not. If he was not dating these people, every he never dates like a random person. He's always dating a super like every person he dates is more An famous than the last person. <laughs> he's sleeping his way to the top. It's kind of impressive. It is. He's cousin Greg. <laughs> is that what he's succession analogy? <laughs> no, that's right because he well, he did try to sleep he, his he, way to the top. He's doing the latter. Right. 
it's not like oh he just happens to like hit, hit it off with these people like to me this is like now a pattern of calculated rise in his profile to no it all happened with the bde rumor like that's what started it and that made all because okay if you watch the last kardashian episode not today's the one that came out last week kim is like okay fine guys she like talks about it and she's like what happened and explains so she went on snl she like they did their their aladdin jasmine kiss and she's like oh she felt something and then like he didn't come to her after party and she's like what the fuck and then later she goes and asks i think megan Fox? No, she asks. Yeah. No, no, no. no. She, call, no she calls. Megan. Us, no, no, no. She asks an SNL producer for his number, and she texts him, and he doesn't even text her. She texts him. She's like, "I got it." She literally says, "She's like, I was DTF. I wanted to see what this BDE was all about," and that's what happened. Can we just can we agree that the BDE rumors must be confirmed? Because at this point, he slept with enough people that if it were false, it wouldn't totally. be going anymore. So right. I feel like. I feel like Pete Davidson has to just be like the most incredible sex ever. Like he just that's must what be I'm the saying. Best. He has slept his <laughs> way to. He has slept his way yeah. to the top. He's probably very charming and good in bed. And I just think it's. I think it's impressive. But I'm kind of surprised that no one in the media has just pointed out the fact you just did. I mean, you are in the media. Yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. this is the media. But I don't know. I'm just kind of like clearly calculated. It's clearly not like he just happened to hit it off with all these people. But when you say calculated, like. What's the calculation like for like, Pete this Davidson? Is a good career like, should I for sleep him. with? Should I sleep with Kim Kardashian or not? No, I think it's like, oh, Pete Davidson is clearly very charming. He's very clearly very good at like landing women, and he chooses those women to me uh, based on fame. Calcul- and it, right in a calculated way for his career, which has worked out very well for him. I cannot think. I think none of his actual work projects to me are at all memorable. All things. SNL. The only, I can't, he was on SNL, SNL for so many years. He didn't make Most SNL. Most people don't care about SNL that much. That's not no, true. But SNL way, he is make like SNL. A, a land off. What do you a mean? No, he's pad. in SNL. Okay, but like no, I'm I saying, know, what else? Yeah, it's you said it's a landing spot for people, but like then they go out he and did do something King else. Of Staten Island. A not that memorable that movie. It was fine. It had Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was fine. Exactly. I'm saying, I, that's not what I, that when I think of like Pete Davidson, I'm not like, you know what I mean? When I think of Kristen Wiig, I think of bridesmaids. I don't th- think about who she's dating. I don't think about like, that's not how I associate her. When I think of Pete Davidson, I think of just all of the famous women that he's been with. And I don't think that much. I think he's a comedian, but I don't really like, I can't think of any of his work that I'm like, that's been so good. But I also think that it's because the the relationship have been so public. Like, I think that's part of it is that they've been so like photographed and yeah. Well, yeah. I I mean, why do you think he dated Kate Beckinsale? Because like, what's your theory there? She's and famous. Made some headlines. Yeah, she's famous. She's older. Like, um, she probably like a young guy had a connection. Yeah, I right. think he's like. I mean, he has no. He, there's no type other than famous that he has. He dates young people. <laughs> he dates old people. Beautiful. He dates kids, woman with kids. He dates woman with no kids. He dates. You know what I mean? <laughs> Singers, actress, just celebrity. Uh, children of celebrities. I think a lot of celebrities do also. Like, I think the fact that somebody is famous is a personality trait like it's it's part of their who you're dating so i think a lot of celebrities like will date famous people because that's something that they maybe it's unsaid but it adds clout to them so it's not just like okay he is climbing his way to the top but i feel like a lot of celebrity couples sort of do that with each other 
True, but he does it more frequently, and I think he's done it His in a way just that is very quick, soon, like right. very fast. Like it's just he he really climbed his way to the top very right. quickly like it wasn't like a long process of many <laughs> like 30 years i just think his success or his notoriety in the public is almost like is like 90 92% linked to if all he was on was snl i again i would i had no idea who he was before he started dating ariana grande i did see the movie it was okay i just think this is how yeah, he's i don't known. remember any lines from it. <laughs> yeah We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with Base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with Base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker, and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it, too, from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am, said mom, I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable. And it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, a.k.a. Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. I think like, I don't know, you just think about like looking into Pete Davidson. I wonder if there's some sort of like younger, like not childhood, but I don't want to say childhood, like younger fantasy that like he's fulfilling for like uh, Kim Kardashian or Kate Beckinsale. Like being super rich and famous himself, which he's managing to do. No, 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 for them. No, for them. Oh. Like that's why they're attracted to him. Like I think because he's like a famous normal guy. guy. He's a famous almost, normal yeah. guy because he did he he was like kind of normal for a majority of his life like and he had a big tragedy in his life like his dad died in 9-11 and like that was a loss like what he his comedy was inspired by so he's like 
So he's kind of like less, his ego's less inflated, I think, than like maybe the people that they date. So maybe right, he's like a normal guy who's understands fame rather than like is swallowed by it. Okay, but if that's the case, why would he be interested in Kim Kardashian? If that's oh, truly who he is. Because Kim Kardashian is like an icon. Right, but it's not because like he feels like, oh, she's also down to earth and is like a normal person. Right now they're in like a three to six monther. So like people have had three to six monthers with people who they're, you know, maybe not the most compatible with or maybe doesn't reflect who they are completely. So like, let's maybe let's see how. Okay. What do we think lasts. will be next on his list? His I hit mean, list. Where do you find really Kim you Kardashian? Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Chloe. Maybe it's like Florence Pugh or someone like someone. No, like, that would be like that, that. Not as famous. Like he needs to work. No, his way but up. she's. But Florence Pugh is cool. Like maybe she's, he'll make it Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Mirren. Oh, that's. I mean, that I would mean, be like. He would. Would it be that? I'm saying, would it be that surprising he at this point? <laughs> No. Like who can advance his career more than Kim Kardashian at this point? Let's think. I think dating like a regular person could. He's not going to do that. Or someone like, I think dating someone like talented, like really, because if Kim's Ariana like the Grande girl is talent, very talented. I think it's someone more like respectable, talented, which is why I said like Florence Pugh, like someone who could be in a play plausibly. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's a really um, maybe he'll date like Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> like they could. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're talented he enough. You should be Evelyn Hugo in the Seven Husbands. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I didn't finish rating it. <laughs> I don't think you need to for that. Uh, for 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 that one. Yeah, let me guess. She had seven husbands. Oh, you know who I can see? Like a Meghan Markle. Like, let's say they were to get, like, divorced no, and some scandalous. <laughs> I can't see that. That's no, one she I would have never. not see. I never. actually think he would never. Talk about two people who are also extremely opposite, like Those Pete two, Davidson yeah. and Prince Harry. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like, who is... I can't think of any more, like, Margaret Qualley. She, you know, she's engaged it? to Jack Antonoff. If she wasn't. <laughs> no. I think I feel Why like he already dated her. <laughs> Maybe. I think he did. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I don't know if who that's is that? true. Was she in? She is. Um, Once she's upon with a time Tyler's in daughter, right? No, she's Andy McDowell's. Andy McDowell's daughter. Maybe is Jennifer Aniston dating anyone? I could see that. That <laughs> I, I see. That too, right? I see that for sure. That'd Making his way into she the romantic comedy it. realm. I want that for her. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's got like a Vince Vaughn-esque vibe. Like she dated Vince Vaughn. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. It was just a movie. No, they actually dated. They did? 100%. After Brad Pitt, she dated Vince Vaughn while they were, they met, like when they were like started dating while they were filming the movie. Yeah. This is mind-boggling. Yeah, it was like pretty short. I think it was just a rebound, but. Do you think Jennifer Aniston would want Kim Kardashian's like to be her Kim Kardashian's like rebound. I think she would wait for someone in between. Potentially, but I think, you know, Jen deserves the best sex ever if that really is Pete Davidson. I think Pete Davidson like would have to be Angelina Jolie. I can see that. No, I can't. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Julia Fox. (laughs) I feel like he probably has like met Julia Fox before. (laughs) No, they have. They did a paper of Oh yeah, duh. Like what's happening in my brain? 
Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Betch's co-founder, Aileen. And as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm gonna wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E dot com, that's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. Is he trying to annoy Kanye with this being a father to his kids? It would annoy me, I would have to say, I do have to say, it would annoy me if I got divorced and then my ex-wife's new boyfriend was tattooing my kid's name on their body i Very would be like quickly. can you relax on yeah and they were married 20 years fine like whatever yeah i agree you're dating for less than a year like get my kids names off your body it feels weird to me i wouldn't I be think into that what's weird also is kanye's dating this woman that looks exactly like kim kardashian not exactly but like has the exact same vibes like wears the same thing and like he's out are you sure he didn't make her wear that because that's like kind of his thing I don't know, but like it just is, is, I find that bizarre. 
And like they were rumored to have broken up this week, but then he like stopped those rumors by posting about it and like commenting on like like TMZ. He's like, get your relationship out of my mouth, like some shit. Like I don't remember what he said, actually. But do you think Kim would have been as famous as she is right now without Kanye? No, definitely not. Like if she had, let's say she stayed married to Chris Humphreys. No, <laughs> no. I think Kanye because he's like, so much more famous than her, or or legit than her at the time, right? And she says it. She, I think, says it in the show, kind of, or she alludes to like acknowledging it that he made her like a legitimized like style icon because yeah, he was right. a real artist who has. I think many people can agree that Kanye West is incredibly talented right. as like a lyricist. He doesn't like to be called a rapper, an artist, whatever we call him. (laughs) And I think that because she wasn't dating like in that realm that you would have assumed she dated. Also, if you remember, they were like friends before. Like they had a – people were speculating like, oh, is their friendship more? So I think he really like brought her up and then the whole family. And Chris obviously – Chris Jenner, not Humphreys, obviously contributed to her rise as well. Yeah, and like me, all of their businesses, like slowly starting and um, just her whole fashion. But it's very interesting to watch the show talking about like seeing her try to find her style without Kanye as if she doesn't can't hire any other whatever stylist. But I have a feeling she's soft launching. She's going to get into fashion and like start her own line. Like I just feel it by the way that she is talking I about it. I feel like it. she'll do a capsule with Balenciaga first. No, that's what she she is doing that. Like she's doing a big campaign with them. No, but I feel like she'll design like maybe like, she'll for design. Them. Well, that well that's what I mean. I think that she's trying to establish herself as like a a fashion icon on her own. Right, you can tell she's starting the journey from like I'm so clueless without Kanye and then she's doing in, it on like, purpose. Yeah, and then she's going to be like I have really found my style. I have my stride. I'm Kim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then they. she also relaunched. She doesn't have like KKW Beauty anymore. She closed that. And she just launched her skincare line, Skim. <laughs> oh, yeah. Skin. Which is very expensive. I guess people were upset about that or something. I didn't think it was that. was that, smart for her. It was expensive, expensive for like seven products was like yeah. $600. I didn't understand why like. I guess for the normal average American. Probably she usually doesn't get Pretty into expensive. expensive things she usually does mass market and maybe this was to like prime for the you know Valencia yeah, I think capsule. she's trying to get high end yeah she you can tell she's trying to get high end and Kanye brought her to the place where she could even she be can plausibly be. high end one yeah. thing I thought was really interesting that I observed from also last week's episode with the goop and Poosh collab that the way that was rolled out was so brilliant because like three weeks ago Gwyneth answered a Q&A that was clearly like, now I'm thinking it was obviously submitted, where it was like, do you ever feel like resentful that like Poosh copied you? And she wrote this like whole nice answer about how like women are shouldn't be competing with each other and like they should be collaborating. And then two or three weeks later, the day that they announced the candle, the episode where they're making yeah. up the collaboration airs and then they're using the same exact talking points that were in Gwyneth's Q&A <laughs> about like, women should be collaborating. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, I really thought that was genuine. And now, like, and the way you rolled it out so immaculately uh-huh. made it not genuine. Right. It's Courtney was trying contrived. to be so professional in that meeting, though. Could you tell? Right, you can tell she doesn't, she goes to meetings like once a year. Yeah, <laughs> totally. 
<laughs> totally. The Kim Kanye thing kind of reminds me of like, I think, I mean, this is a little before our time, but I think they said that like J-Lo became really famous because she was dating Diddy. Diddy. And that was like sort of when people started to know who she was because she was with, I wonder if Kim looked at that and was like, I could, I mean, obviously J-Lo's a little more. I mean, Kim was old enough to be aware of that. So I'm sure it lodged itself in her brain and, you know. Now you don't think of the association at all. But like if you went back 20 years, that would probably be like how she actually got her her start. She also was started the big butt trend of like before she made that she did. Like, cool. And so she, I, mean, I bet you she's a, a big icon for Kim. And she like took some notes. I no longer think that she and Ben are publicity stunts. <laughs> oh, good. You've come around. I really, they, they seem happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, I talked about this with Dumois, actually. Our episode is coming out today. And we actually talked about, like, this concept of, like, the publicity stunt scale. How, like, every relationship, if you're a celebrity, the publicity is getting factored in anyway. Right. You know? That's what I was like, saying about, like, the fame. That's what yeah. I mean. So I think we decided that this was, like, not a publicity stunt at all. Like, this is the least amount of publicity it could have been. But they did benefit because, of course, they did. Right. Right. Well, you benefit from any having anything to pitch in press, really, to get your name out there, to get people talking about you, good or bad. You know what I was thinking is that wondering if there was like a formula that Chris Jenner Incorporated has come up with for like how often somebody in their family should be mentioned in the press for them to stay continuously relevant like without an end like a content calendar for the family kind of but is there like a psychological window of time like where it's not oversaturated but it's not like people forget about them like is there a a cadence that's like scientifically studied it almost feels like there's a i'm sure they have like listening tools but it almost feels like there's like a natural cadence where their moments align with their life happenings and it's sort of like that is not natural No, but it does because it's like, think about it. Like when you announce a pregnancy and then you're like low key, you know, it's like you can't always be having, you can't be giving birth every day. Like you can't, someone can't be getting engaged every day. So it's sort of these like natural highs and lows. Think that that they have meetings and Chris would say, "Um, I think it'd be great for you to have a baby. If you want to have one, it'd be great if you would do it this year (laughs) or next year. There's zero chance that that's not like. But we do that too. We do that for our own lives. But not. I mean, like for family storyline. Yeah, but family storyline is just the same as their family now. Like there's there's no difference, I'm sure. That's what I mean, though. Like that's like part of it. That's why she was like telling Kendall to have a baby. <laughs> I don't think she was like, oh, Kendall, we need you like now. Because first of all, why wouldn't she be like telling Kendall to get engaged first? Like because that doesn't matter in that family. Yeah, they don't. Need yeah, to but why baby? It's a publicity moment. Why does it have to be a baby if she doesn't want to have a baby? Like, you know. That's a much That's bigger fun. commitment than an engagement. Kendall, I feel like, has opted out of being in the in the publicity machine. But she has a real job, no, so she, she automatically gets publicity when That's she has That's not about her personal shows. life. I feel like her personal life is really not that exploited. On the, I don't see articles about her that often. I think she doesn't want it, and I think That's what she I'm doesn't really allow it. But because Kendall has like a real career as model, she's going to pop up every fashion week 
every Victoria's right. Secret fashion show. Like she already has a cadence. She's a she's- self-sustaining, relevant machine for right. the Kardashians. <laughs> she's the <laughs> she's their um, dependable uh, relevance revenue. Rob was left allowed in the dust. To, allowed to be out of the machine as well. <laughs> the rest of them have businesses that they need to propel rather than like a scheduled yeah. appearance. Always working. You just got to work. You know what wants to work, you know? Yeah. Working <laughs> is just not Courtney's priority right now, which is how she... And she she really got out of the whole working storyline by having Travis and, you know, Poosh. And she's got Gwyneth to lean on now. I just didn't believe a word that Courtney was saying about like, oh, it's... She's like, it's a really important message. Um, and like, literally, I don't think she knew what the message was. Like, I, I just was so dumb. Do you remember when <laughs> Kylie said it was the year of realizing things? Yeah, that was the best moment. <laughs> I know what she means by that, though. Yeah. Sammy's <laughs> like, it's been my week of realizing things. I yeah. Realized. I think she I means like she you, means. You, when you actualize things. Like, no, realize, I, like, in French, realiser is to actualize. So maybe that's what it is. Like, realizing her dreams. Like, maybe she was yeah. using the more advanced form of the word and we didn't even give her credit. For that's it. what I always thought. Okay. Well, Kylie, let us know. <laughs> we just revived Kylie's image. She still hasn't named her child. Anyway, let's. <laughs> I think she did name it. And I think she's just not sharing it yet. They're waiting for that content. At this point, she I would imagine she has to be calling him. She's probably calling it baby. Baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's like like um like what's her name from Housewives is uh dogs. Do you call Mila by her name all the time or do you use like names or like sweetie? You know that kind of I call her no, I give her like endearing nicknames and usually it's yeah. just like babbles. Wait, no, what's yeah. what's uh, the Kennedy housewife from New York? What's her name? Carol Radswell. Oh. Her, her dogs, all dogs are named Baby. <laughs> I mean, That's I call weird. my dogs, like I barely call my dogs by their real names. When do you call your dogs? All day. <laughs> Literally all day. She's me on the phone. No, like, no, like, <laughs> what, are you, like what are you telling them? Like, what are you saying to them? Oh, you pussy, wanna... I love you. Yeah, you don't want to like, hear it on this <laughs> Oopies, where are you? <laughs> Oopies, what are you doing? That's, I talk to them all the time. Joyce? <laughs> all right, that is it for this week's At Betcha's podcast. You can follow me at Aileen. At Sammy. And I'm at Jordana Abraham. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple or Spotify. Be sure to check it out. And also, if you guys are in Boston, we're going to be at the U Up show on June 14th. And then Aileen, Sammy, and I will all be in at the LA show. Obviously, I'm going to be there on June 22nd. (laughs) And I'm going to also be in San Francisco on June 21st. So check out those dates if you want to come see you up live. Betches.co slash you up live. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Be sure to follow at Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at Betches.com. Betches.